come stop and take a trip down on my block Where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than pencil And ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutchtown to Southside From Penrose to Northside, from Benton Park to Old North to West End to West Side We bless when we step out, we stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up this is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In this week's episode, youth leaders discuss the experiences and the influences of growing up in Westside St. Louis. In this, the Why of My City Special Edition Podcast. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hey everybody, it's your girl Mira here on the rooftop of the Dot Zach with Brandon, a few of our friends um, who are dear and near to us. And today we're gonna kinda talk a little bit about what's going on um, on the west side and a little bit about music, you know, and just life in general. We are all young adults just trying to thrive and, and make it in St. Louis, Missouri. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, like she said, I go by the name of Brandon. And who we have her first, let's get into that. Who we have her. Mm -hmm. uh, we got my guy Otis. We got Jawad with us. And all four of us are new graduates from Central Visual and Performing Arts. Not new as in we just graduated this year, but we're all pretty newly removed from high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to start it off, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, you know. I guess I'll start off first, guy. Hi, my name is Otis Woodard. I also go by EXO sometimes as a stage name, but um, I graduated Central at about 2017, and uh, ever since then, I've been doing on and off music and working, really just doing trial and error with my life, trying to figure out what path I'm going on, because just like you said, we're, we're just now graduating, we're just now into life. 21 is a fresh age, believe it or not. You know, even though you're technically grown by law, doesn't mean you're grown anywhere else. So, you know, you know, so right now I'm just mm -hmm. trying to go on the right path, just like everybody else, I believe. Yo. Um, yeah, what's poppin', y'all? What's poppin'? My name is Jawad, Jawad Span. Uh, my artist name is Vintage Vibes. A lot of people really know me around the St. Louis area as Vintage Vibes. I'm a producer, I'm a saxophonist, I'm a model, I'm a photographer. I'm really just a renaissance black male, but I a good individual. We hear you. Uh, we hear you. He's stunned a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's stunned a little bit. We hear you. We hear you. <laughs> the flex so, is hard. So at the same time, it's like, nah, I'm still, you know, I'm a humble individual, as all my people know. Yeah. For sure, because at the same time, it's, I still just have to be like, you know what I'm saying? I really have to be myself. You know, and I don't really want to filter who I am as an individual in front of anybody. You know, so this is what I do. Yeah. With that being said, no, nah, I graduated uh, high school 2016 uh, okay. as an uh, instrumentalist. Uh, then I had went to college for like a couple years. College went left. Make long story short, came back, moved back to St. Louis, started uh, gigging around the St. Louis area, started getting to different organizations and stuff like that. Uh, attended college at uh, St. Louis Community College in Forest Park. And uh, right now, I'm outside of school right now just because of Corona had really just made everything go left. So I'm really doing music full time at this point. And then uh, in a couple years, just moving on to Atlanta just to finish my career. Yeah. So that's really just that for real, you know. I was going to say, since he brought up Corona, you know, how how is it as an artist, as a young person trying to thrive in our society? How did that kind of like change your plans for the future? And I know, Jawad, you were saying about college, and I want to hear from, from B too, if, if that's cool. I mean, like, overall, it really just took like a huge lift, like, from you moving every day. You actually had your same routine that you was doing for like four or five, six months straight. It's now like you really got to change everything around differently. You know, so the same thing as a creative, like, okay, how can I still put out my content? How can I still move a certain way? How can I be able to, like, you know, move or just maneuver around a certain amount of people mm -hmm. and still do what I do every day? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like I said, how to be active on social media, mm -hmm. whether it's my Instagram, Twitter, whatever, even YouTube. Mm -hmm. Try to create content, go on Instagram Live, you know what I'm saying, as many times as I can so people know what I'm actually still doing. You know, so I'm still keeping in contact, still having like that personal relationship with my 
of my followers of my fans or whoever who's really looking at me for who i am you know and then on top of that financially it just made a whole dip you know what i'm saying like i was doing this full time but like now i had to work a whole new job you know i was relying on gigs i was relying on you know uh parents to a certain degree and even though i'm still in my mother crib but it's just a whole process within that you know what i'm saying so it's hard it's hard as a uh, as a creator still trying to do this and still trying to move throughout corona you know what i'm saying yeah that's crazy man man i feel that all the way E, like you know, I dropped the EP in March, mm -hmm. and the plan to uh better promote the EP, I had a bunch of gigs lined up. Like you, uh, I do have a regular day job, but I also rely on gigs, you know, for income or whatnot. And around, uh, let's see, I dropped the EP in March, and like by the end of that month, six or seven gigs got canceled instantly, you know. So I definitely feel that it was a huge curve, you know. But I think everybody felt that way. You know, everybody felt like it was a huge curve, and I don't just mean everybody in America for the whole, for the, but this was a global pandemic, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people wasn't ready for what came, you know, and this became something that we had to kind of learn and evolve as it was happening. You know, and even now, you know, there are people that still haven't gotten uh, stimulus checks and mm -hmm. tax returns right. and, exactly. and, 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 you know, uh, people are protesting for stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, this has been a crazy, crazy eventful year. So I think everybody is having to kind of learn how to drift and adjust, you know what I'm saying? Uh, luckily, there are companies like uh, Ameren and Spire who kind of had, you know, safeguards in place or whatnot where people didn't have to uh, go broke trying to keep their electricity on and things like that, you know what I'm saying? So great we had things like that yeah but i think i think this was a huge curveball for everybody and very few people was able to knock out the park you know what i'm saying a lot of people struck out you know what i'm saying with something like this you know you got a few billionaires that became mega billionaires during the pandemic you know but 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 for most people a lot of them had to learn yeah. quick how to adjust mm -hmm. you know or it got real ugly turn that real L ugly. to a lesson real quick yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a humbling experience i mean everybody was just used to how things were before you know going out almost every single day yeah no limit on what time you had to be out or where you was going who you was meeting and then everything completely shutting around and literally the world setting on fire because literally you got pandemics riots mm -hmm. like you said the restrictions on time and everything like that i was just about to make a turnaround you know what i'm saying this is my fallout year and this is the year i was like yeah this is where i really was about to get on things and then like covid happened riots everything like that and it systematically shifted the whole environment for me so now i like have to cancel things that i book reservations you know what i'm saying studio reservations pretty much you know trips that i had planned people that i was going to see so you know it systemically took away not only the economical and the, the music wise it, it took away your social you know what i'm saying energy you know what i'm saying your your pro that's crazy. Yeah, I was actually gonna touch on that about the social part because like how Jawah was saying, you know, he had to be even more consistent with his uh, social media presence. You know, for me, I'll honestly say like, for me, social media hasn't always been a thing like where I wanted to put my all into. It's like something you want to, but for me it was like, it's just something about it where I just can't. And so with this pandemic kind of hitting, I literally kind of like just really disconnected from it in so many ways. So it was like just kind of getting back on there, you know? And so for me socially too, it kind of made me like kind of far apart. But on the other side, it made me more, you know, dedicated to my work, to my family and my friends, like those who were close to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? It made me like sit down and really slow down and really take time and kind of like, just be grateful for what I have right now because like Brandon said, some people had to strike out and was like, bro, like here, hey, landlord, like, bro, I, I probably won't have this for the rest of the year. Like, is there something we can do? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a blessing to be able to say like, man, like God did this for me, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so on that note, like, you know, it kind of like just helped me to like really slow down and be grateful. And the thing is, is like, I was looking at Corona more like me and Yang, but at the same time, you have a dark side, but you have a light side. You know, obviously throughout this whole dark side, you know what I'm saying, it really just took people away from like their everyday lifestyle. But on the flip side, it's like you start to realize and start to appreciate the smallest things. You really wasn't even like paying attention to for real. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, it's like, 
you always out and about every day. You know what I'm saying? Like now you get to stay in the house, you get to talk to family. You have to be around family. You can actually be able to talk to nieces and nephews to the point where you just run past them all every day. Like, ah, oh, well, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Well, I see you like, I see you like, I see you like, you get to actually sit down and talk to them. Like, hey, what's going on with you? And like another thing, like you get to actually pour more time into yourself. Corona was more of a, a season where it really just show people about like their personal growth. You gotta be selfish within yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that you were like struggling with as an individual that you have to really be honest yourself within these certain areas. You actually had time to work on those things. So like as a musician or as a writer, or as a creative overall, Corona was really just like a time period for really just for you just to focus on yourself as a good individual. Cause at the same time, like you would not come on to work for real, for real. And everything pretty much is shut down. So it's like you had no other choice but to really just focus on yourself and just to dwell in your heart. Yeah, I could totally relate to that because I used this entire quarantine period as a reflection time. I mean, like, I, I know that I've had like a lot of bad mental tracks in the past. So like this year was just pretty much refocusing myself on something that it, for the first time I actually knew that I wanted. So like, I've been, you know, sitting in my room for weeks, in on in, contemplating, you know, what is my next step? What do I want to be? You know what I'm saying? And what can I do during this period of shutdown? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's very socially disconnected right now and everything, but the world is still spinning as we speak. You know what I'm saying? So there's obviously still ways that I can reintegrate myself into the world. I can rethink myself into the world. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, I can relate to that family thing that you were saying too, because like, during this quarantine, you know what I'm saying? I've had like family members I haven't talked to since like my dad passed away. You know what I'm saying? They're calling me, hitting me up and straight like reconnecting with me. And it was like, it almost like reminded me that even though like going into this, I had a bad negative perspective, like how this was just supposed to be my turnaround and everything and all that. And now it's like shut down. I start looking at it like, hey, it really opened my eyes to see like how much I really got around me. You know what I'm saying? And how many people really want to touch base with me or, or, or connect with me like you know so definitely definitely i like i, I really like where this is going uh because i wanted to ask you what were some of the good things that came out of this you know something about having more time that's one of the biggest excuses in the world is i don't have the time to do this i don't have the time to do that or whatever the case is people are busy exactly not busy. you know what i'm saying but now you see a lot of people you you got all this time you sitting at home or whatever a lot of people have started businesses a lot of people have developed healthy practices that I hope that they carry into when the world starts to uh, proceed as normal, if if we can ever go back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have a vision board now. You know what I'm saying? A vision board. My walls are covered with, like, quotes and motivational stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing stuff daily that I feel are bringing me closer to where I want to be. And I'm more committed to it than I was when I was just going to work every day and then coming home feeling too tired to, to work on the craft or whatnot. Now I have that energy, you know what I'm saying? I have a different type of motivation, even eating healthier and stuff like that or whatnot. So I'm glad that we're talking about ways that the pandemic has positively affected us. Speaking of having to adjust or whatnot, I know, like I said earlier, all of us are newly removed from high school. So I want to talk to y'all a little bit about what the adjustment was like because high school was a little different so first let's start here since all of us are from central uh jawad and otis uh what are some things that y'all felt are special about the school now that you maybe didn't all the way appreciate while you were there now that you're out of high school what are some things that you can look back on like man that was special that doesn't happen everywhere the stage yeah period most period. Period. absolutely period. like you can go to any other high school performance high school it's like in either from Chicago, even from like LA or whatever. And like, just to have that particular stage in St. Louis, bro. Absolutely. The audio, every, the lights, the sipe in the back, everything. Everybody exactly. yeah. that, bro. Like, Central, bro, to be honest, like Central, like technical systems and like the whole behind the scenes, it's a lot of events and more than like, some of yeah. these other local businesses in St. Louis in general to do this yeah. full time. You know what I'm saying? It's like this high school is like set up for you to like, hey, you wanna really wanna do this, bro. You really wanna put your life into like doing music full time, bro. Like, here's like a whole experience. This is like a whole rundown. So like when, so when you get out of high school, you actually have like in your mind like, okay, so it's supposed to be like this, mm -hmm. supposed to be like this, supposed to be like this. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like the only thing that I looked at, I was like, that's dope. Cause like when you looking at the ET Awards, when you looking at the VMAs, like that's the whole rundown. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I got hit in the face with that, especially after you try to continue doing Man. gigs after you even got same. out of high school. And you realize not every, mm -hmm. right, everybody don't have them high quality wireless mics. 
you know what I'm saying? You don't have a dancer in the next room that you can go to. Like, yo, you want to hop on the stage with me? You or, know what I'm saying? Stuff uh, like that. somebody on the soundboard that exactly. don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How you sounding trash. Most of, and that was, that was <laughs> one of the things that like I felt like was most special about Central, especially while we were going there. If you were really passionate about your craft, it was really hard to be content with where you were at Century. Like every art had somebody that mm -hmm. did that art yeah. to the highest of high levels. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm saying? So everything I did with and dabbled in, whether it was piano, guitar, rap, poetry, acting, there was always somebody that you could look at and be right. like, I want to be as good as them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I want to be better than them. You know what I'm saying? So you constantly working and constantly improving. And, and then I, it was more like a community too. You know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. Like, they, like most people would think that it's like competition in mm -hmm. a school like that. No, yeah. you will have literally the advanced students trying to mess with the intermediate students. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, let me teach you how to do this song real quick. Yeah. Or let me show you these notes real quick. Or do you want to rehearse? Because most people don't believe that that socialism is rare but it mm. is when you hit the real yeah. world you don't have people trying to give you a yeah. handout or trying to connect with you even if y'all in the same mm -hmm. crap or in the same network yeah. you know what i'm saying it's almost like you're competing once you get out into the world exactly. right it's like it's nothing but all love like central but it's all nothing but love bro Most like from, the, from arch nights especially from when, when we have from arch nights you be having like your mama your auntie your cousin talking about mm -hmm. and it's other friends and then like everybody got on the side it's like bro that's you Right. That's you? Exactly. Like, hold like, on. It just changed your whole, it just changed people's perspective just because, mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm doing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing this for love. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Absolutely. I feel like you can't put a price on that. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm Especially if you're passionate about your craft, going to a high school full of other people that are passionate about their craft, you know what I'm saying? And then, like you said, with the stage, I think they, they said it's like, what, a $10 million yeah. auditorium? They, that they, they let everybody know as soon as they get the chance. They remodeled yeah. that twice. You don't, really? yeah. that. you don't realize that there was a classic setup at first. Yeah, you know what I'm oh, yeah, with and the, then they did we, a remodeling. Uh, yeah, our class, when Jawad came in in 2012, that's when they had started re redoing yeah, the new one. So yeah, yeah, we exactly. actually got lucky. <laughs> got you. Yeah, I feel real you. I feel you. Yeah, you I know, and then we got lineage and, and whole legacies to look back on, mm -hmm. celebrities and, yeah. and musicians and everything that have generated from that one single location. Yeah. When you ask about like central, like like VPA schools all around the globe, pretty mm -hmm. much, or just in St. Louis, period. You know what I'm saying? There's all, Central's always brought up just because of the pure fact of how many like people in that craft they generated, how much they focused on it, how, how much they've been known. You know what I'm saying, too? Most of Hey, the crazy thing is, too, I want to uh, talk about is how Otis was saying it's like a community. Because if you, I don't even know if you remember, we met and you started teaching me how to play piano, Brandon. Word. Yeah, and then it was like we would have these rap battles. Yo, that would be that's what so I remember. Heated, <laughs> like. what, yo, it used to get so it used to get so tense and, and we would do this in our uh creative writing class yeah. and we would just start battling. And it would get so intense that whoever the poetic coach at that time was would have to stop it. <laughs> oh <laughs> they, would stop, they would separate us. I would like everything done to, uh the whole class, like, oh, and I'm right. sweating and all of that. Like that's how that's how heated this stuff would get. But like, it's crazy because after that, it's like we were cool. Most like, it wasn't Most like no, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was absolutely. Just love. Once absolutely. You get done, it's almost like any competition, like yeah. after a football game, after a basketball game. You have nothing but respect for your opponent. Absolutely, you know yeah, nothing yeah. Nothing but respect. Yeah, definitely, it was dope. So let me ask y'all this: um, us going into high school, that that was a lot of our uh, earliest or first experiences. You know, what I'm saying with high level performing and whatnot. Us getting that so early and feeling like that was the norm. Do you think that helped or hurt us uh, after leaving high school? It benefited a lot because at the same time, it's like. With you uh, at Central, you know what I'm saying? Like you get like all those jitters out, you know, like you have social anxiety, you start getting like, uh, you start freezing up on stage and stuff like this. And after a while, like starts your four years of high school, you've been through all this, but you got that out to the system. So like now we outside in the little world, bro, you just out here just doing Absolutely. your thing, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that so, experience and all of that. Yeah. Well, it's plus like, but like, plus like the average person, like they have to go through that. Yeah, they have to have like their own, like coping mechanism, you know what I'm saying, just to do that, just to deal with with that, you know what I'm saying? Some people rap through the, uh, in, the, in the mirror, some people like singing in the shower and stuff like that, but at the same time for us just to have it like that in high school, like coming in as a, uh, look, yeah, coming out as an eighth grader, coming into as a freshman, you know what I'm saying? You like, what, 14, 15 years old, getting that age, you know what I'm saying? You getting what some people ain't getting until like, they like in their late 20s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, um, I got it though, cause I was going to, what's that? 
Carlene. Mm. That was a visual and performing arts school. Me too. Yeah, so. Me too. Yeah, so I got it kind of like earlier, you know, you know Joe, what I'm saying? Joe. And Drennan, actually, because I thought I was going to go to Metro. I had 4.0. I thought I was going to go to Metro, play basketball. Somehow I ended up getting put on the waiting list. But my eighth grade year, Drennan had actually came to Carlane and started teaching us how to play guitar there. And I picked it up and I could never put it back down. Like, it was just like my fingers just was like there. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I went to, when I went to uh, Central, it was kind of like a, hey, I, I was like already like confident, you know, and where I was supposed to be. I feel you. Confident. I feel you. Confident. You know? Yeah, yeah. When, you, when you going into music and everything like that, just a single hesitation in your emotions or, or what you thinking could really throw off an entire a song, a dance, a piece of painting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, I went to Ames too. So literally, I went to three different VPA schools. Word, so you was just... Yeah, I, I went Otis. to VPA schools my entire All life. All Otis know yeah. is performing art school. Otis yeah. don't even know what a regular like, school looks like. I don't know <laughs> what a regular school is because to me, I felt like that's how school was supposed to be the entire time. You know what I'm saying? That was the environment it was supposed to be the entire time. And being nurtured with that kind of confidence, that kind of mindset and everything like that, like you said, it sets you forward good in the future because you you know what I'm saying? It's almost like that's all you are. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have to rethink or second guess yourself when you're in a studio or, or when you're doing a dance or something like that because it's been who you are since you started. Yeah, Most definitely. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right. We about to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original entitled America. Let's take a listen. Oh, beautiful spacious sky for amber waves of grain for purple mountains majesty
let me ask y'all this everybody here is an artist yeah and with y'all y'all being from the west side or whatnot does the environment that y'all live in affect y'all art in any type of way do y'all draw inspiration from it does it discourage you like how, how, how does that how does that I affect y'all artistry i mean you if you live on the on the west side or, or any any urban area of st louis i can quite honestly say just from my experience you know what i'm saying like the the environment the culture the the pains the goods the neighbors the you know everything touches you you know what i'm saying it almost gives you a, a sense of being homebound you know what i'm saying because when you grow up in a neighborhood like that most people see the outside of it as being violent or, or bad or something like that but it's really a closed circuit community a real connected community they only communicate and help each other you know what i'm saying and the, the few people that you do see out there bad you know what i'm saying most of the times are your neighbors your brothers your sisters you know what i'm saying so all of that is just connection you know what i'm saying the pain the bad the good it's almost like harmony you know what i'm saying it all connects through you what he was saying too, I actually started to notice um, right after high school, I knew one, if I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to go for. Two, I didn't want to waste money. And three, in the future, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I decided to go to a free internship, which was only because of the last six months. But within that, and it became a two year thing, like my mom, she ended up moving to the west side. And so when I would go over there and just kind of see the environment, like, you know, and just kind of see everything, that's when my best poems would come out. Like, that's when my my best, like, songs would come out because it's like, you know, what does this say? This guy said, when you start eating, you lose your hunger and you grow fat. Like, you know, so like me being in this environment where it was like, oh, I had everything I needed. I didn't have to worry about gunshots or like, you know, I still was in the hood, but I didn't have to like really worry too much about it. And like how we was gonna make ends meet cause rent was being paid. Like, you know, I was good. But then when I came back home, you know, it's like that reminder, like, this is where I come from. This is where I need to be building up. This is what I need to be like really focused on, on trying to like make better. Like, you know, especially if, if like other kids are coming up behind me, like I want them to have more. Like, you know, I want them to see more, have more value for themselves and their community, you know? So, and sometimes I would just go over my mom's house for that reason right there. Just because I knew it was gonna give me a creative spark. Like you said, like the pain, the struggle, like definitely was and has always been a very like, has been my spark, like that light that I needed to like just keep on blazing. Like from my point of view, it's more like, I mean, it has the good and this bad parts, you know what I'm saying? But on my end, I kind of like live more like in a rough area of it. And the thing is, it's more like being stuck in the mud. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, it's like, by you seeing like hookers, drug dealers, crackheads, you know what I'm saying? Prostitutes, like all that stuff. It's really just depressing. I'm seeing certain things I shouldn't be seeing at the age of like 13, 14 years old and stuff like that. So like with me being an artist, it's kind of like, it gets me like that outlet. Like I cannot be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? So it's at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be comfortable in my own environment. You know, I mean, of course, like my mother gonna be there, you know what I'm saying? My folks gonna be there and stuff like that. But I don't want to be stuck in St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be stuck in this environment. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like the same, I want to be like my homeboys where it's like, you been here your whole life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not doing nothing. So at the same time, for my inspiration, it's like, that's why I go on YouTube and try to like look at other things, try to follow certain people. Just trying to like change my perspective mentally. But at the same time, I can change my mental perspective, whatever. I'm already home on the right track, but just trying to like move college, trying to get out something different. You know what I'm saying? So like, it really, just changed my whole artistry from even just going outside playing my sax and just like letting the sounds just resonate in my, in my hood like i got people pulling up like that's you playing a horn that's you playing a horn like yeah i don't even know that i'm like i take the things that's around me i put in my art i just take what's in my environment and just try and turn that into whatever that's good definitely definitely i feel that all the way uh nina simone said that it's an artist's job and responsibility to reflect the times or whatnot and obviously not all artists agree with that but do y'all feel as the artists that, that, that y'all have a responsibility and an obligation to reflect what's going on? I feel like it's not just a responsibility, it's almost like a known. If you if you live in a certain time period, regardless of your own personality or anything, you are naturally going to run into influences. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, being convicted to yourself and your beliefs and everything like that is the pure hearted, the right thing to do. 
You know what I'm saying? But you can't ignore the fact that there is always gonna be change. There's always gonna be differences in time and stuff like that. So you should also move with that and create that and integrate that into yourself because it's not only gonna change you, it's gonna move you forward. My thing was, I was gonna say, uh, just not being selfish and those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, it's like, if I want you to make it up, if I want you to make it up, if I want you to make it up, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look out for everybody. And at the same time, if I see something that I've been, something I had already experienced or whatever, I'm gonna tell you just for the simple fact that I had already been through it. So at the same time, it doesn't make no sense for me to go through it. You go through it. Especially in our generation, you're like, hey, bro, don't do that, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But you got a lot of people who are so sensitive. It's like, man, like, you gonna do what you gonna do regardless, bro. I'm just, at least I told you the truth. Right. And then sometimes, too, I had a podcast with a few young guys um, who were saying they wish that, you know, like the older generation would have just took that extra time, like see a young dude walking down the street, like and just talk to him, just give him like some, a few golden nuggets, like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, young man, pull your pants up. It's some people that do that, but it's not a whole lot anymore. But back to like what you asked about being influenced by the times that we're in, definitely and for me it's like more on a spiritual level because it's like you could feel stuff in the atmosphere and people don't tend to understand that music is not just words and rhythm and music it is like a spiritual aspect that comes with it yes. it's talking to you on a deeper level so like that's why especially with as a musician or as a lyricist we have to be very strategic and intentional about what we say how we say it and when we say it and like it's this song that i had made last year and i just felt like we still needed freedom like even today i still feel like we haven't fully experienced like the freedom that america you know says they have, yeah says you know that is there and so i have made a song about that and then everything just kind of started to tense up especially over the summertime with all the protests and the riots and like i had never released a song or even really thought about releasing it until then like you know what i'm saying so it's like like he said you're going to be influenced and that'll all go a long way you know your belief system and who you are you know yeah you know and you it'll mold and you'll craft it if you if you let it you know and sometimes it, it could be in a very positive way and sometimes it comes out negative but it still has like a this positive like echo to it like you know that makes people want to drive for the change you know that we want to see and those different types of things so yeah i feel that i feel that joy you said something that really stuck out to me about how uh or really e you did too but about how older generations don't really look out for the younger generations as much so my question is older generations that were more conservative you know what i'm saying do you think us moving away from uh these conservative and restrictive uh values or whatnot into more of a liberal and free standpoint which also has its pros and cons but um do y'all think that older generations not looking out for younger generations and the problems that we're having now that they didn't have back then are these just um i guess side effects of us moving away from the type of things that they did you know because you have more freedom you're more conscious of your mental health so there are pros but are these the cons of it is this the trade-off that we got to deal with so my thing is it's more of really just about like being in your truth you know what i'm saying walking in your truth at the same time it's like you really have to be honest with yourself if you know bro like you need to pull your pants up bro and you just doing how you just moving or whatever now like oh hey like hey bro pull your pants up hmm. okay bro i got you you know what i'm yeah. saying but at the same time like you should have been honest with yourself like you knew you should have did that so it's like that all right across the board it's just, that's just how it applies to everything else like for example like i feel like people from our generation we look out for one another mm -hmm. at the same time so the thing is we have to get older so at the same time we looking out for other people as well mm -hmm. yeah i feel like that naturally comes with that standpoint i mean you know like you saying when you when you think more independently and stuff like that it's easier to block out things that are in your exterior even if i give you an amazing piece of advice like you said like with the pants and everything like that you can choose whether to ignore or acknowledge what I say to you and to carry that out into the world it's just a variant on who you are like so in a way it is a trade-off but it's it was naturally supposed to come you know what I'm saying Be with the change in time and when you think more independently 
you start to naturally block out certain, certain outer aspects and stuff like that and start choosing and picking what you have demands for or not or what you're going to inflict yourself on or not. Yeah, and with, with that being said too, let's not forget <laughs> that we had to adapt. You know, our mothers and fathers, you know, had to adapt with the new systematic pressures that were applied. You know, it's not just that people just didn't want to teach us, but sometimes it was like your father wasn't there to teach you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like your grandfather wasn't there to teach your mother or your father to do or not to do. You know what I'm saying? And so some people really just don't have that's not common sense for them you know right like right. that's why they say some common sense ain't you know common. really common yeah. you know what common i'm saying at all. and it's because it's like it's not that you know like oh you don't have no home training well that's a real thing like and it's not because they don't want to it's just that it was some gaps it was some holes and then i feel like too that is where us as a community is supposed to step in because it takes a village to raise a child Most definitely. you know what i'm saying Most so definitely. that's where us as a community should have came together more you know even more like we shouldn't have let this break us apart you know what i'm saying we shouldn't have let this like put distance between us but we should have came together even more you know and and put put that foot down you know what i'm saying if it was nothing but women we should have gathered as one you know, you know like instead of thinking independently for yourself because that in alone is selfish you might think it might be a good idea at the time but it isolates you you know what i'm saying and it puts you on a completely different outturn or outlook than a whole group in, the, in and of itself you know what i'm saying if you got one person saying that I know systemically better than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna naturally put everybody in a disorder and disgrace. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if it those the other 29 people together, that one is still off. And it's still causing dysfunction within the group. Yeah. No, one thing I wanted to say that uh, you had really touched a point that really like just poked my nerves. Basically like, if somebody wasn't there, like for example, like my grandmother wasn't there just give me like all the stop of like words of wisdom, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. My mother, she told me one thing. She was saying, like, you want to walk in your truth to the point where you don't have to make any excuses for yourself at all. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, like, if I want to become, like, this phenomenal, quote-unquote, jazz musician, or if I want to become, like, this good rapper, if I want to become, like, a legit phenomenal writer, as a novelist or whatever, like, you have all the resources in yeah. the world. In this generation, in this time, bro, like, that's one thing I really love about our generation is because at the same time, we're not standing for nothing. And we're gonna do whatever it takes for us just to get what we're gonna get and we're gonna grind period and at the same time it's like we make excuses just because we don't really feel through ain't being honest with ourselves and we ain't really trying to do it yeah. so at the same time it's for us just to like really have to grind we really have to grind because mm -hmm. at the same time it's like the stakes is like really higher than what it was back then because back then in the 90s you know what i'm saying you can get put on just for like a fear like, here's, here's a cd exactly. here's a tape. now I'm like bro i gotta have strings i gotta do this i can do you, know you have a whole bucket list you gotta do just so all the people get put on to a certain degree mm -hmm. so that's what i'm saying it really just ties back to like not making excuses for yourself really living and walking by that standing your truth and just still being true to who you are you know what i'm saying ain't really changing up for nobody yet ain't nothing wrong with having influences but as long as i'm still changing true to who i am perfecting myself my personal growth my spirituality and my mental health mm. you're gonna thrive you're gonna be great you're gonna yeah. be consistent you know what i'm saying because you know consistency can be most of anything you know you can have all the talent in the world and if you keep falling off you never gonna get any word. But at the same time, it's all about you being honest with yourself. And that's the hardest part about anything. Absolutely. Even myself. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. there's been some times I feel like I should have had practice, you know what I'm saying? Way more, especially in high school. Me too. I'm so Me like too. when I was in high school, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I was playing my horn or whatever. I was just caught up just because I was in the moment, just because everything was cool. It's like, dang, I'm playing my horn, I'm on the stage. Low key, low key, I'm taking everything for granted. But at the same time, it's like when I got out of high school, it was reality, reality hit. So I was like, I, I really, really got practice. Say my main skills, I really got transcribed. I really got like learned a, a biography on like, all these artists. So I really had to like learn these things because at the same time, you really want to prepare yourself for later on down the road. Because later on down the road, you know what I'm saying? Like when somebody asks you certain questions, you ain't trying to be looking stupid on camera. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, you want those things like, back on you. <laughs> on me. So at the same time, like, it's yeah, like I, as long as you so. be honest. With, yeah. So it's like as long as you be honest with yourself, but it's like just like to get studying. Like, that's it. That's it. Most of it. I think the whole bit about being honest about yourself is true in every walk of life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not it's not just exclusive to music at all. 
And I actually think that us not being honest with ourselves has a lot to do with what's wrong in the world. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that what's wrong in the world causes us not to be honest with ourselves. Us not being honest with ourselves is causing a lot of what's wrong with the world. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I feel like, I feel like you're right. That's one of the hardest things. It's scary. You have to be really brave to look within yourself and say, okay, this ain't okay, this ain't okay, that ain't okay. But look, yeah, Corona has given us that time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, exactly. you have to choose what you think now. You have to choose what you what you thinking on or who you is as a person because now everything else is gone. You know most def, most def. And, uh, I wish I could quote the guy. Uh, it was a guy on Oprah. I don't, I don't know what his name is. But he said that a lot of people, like a lot of pseudo-racists are intellectual cowards or whatnot. That's why I think it's important to... Uh, so even if you don't live in a poor environment, you know what I'm saying, to just go through them, you know what I'm saying, go, go through and be informed of what people are going through, you know what I'm saying, because I read somewhere that insensitivity is a defense mechanism mm. or whatnot, you know what wow. I'm saying, and a tool to distance yourself mm -hmm. from whatever the issue is, wow. you know what I'm saying. Because you don't have to hurt once you're not connected. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't have to hurt at all. You know exactly, what you know what I'm saying? It's no longer a part of you. It's no longer in your heart. Your right. Wow. So it's easy for people who don't have to go through uh, certain things that people like us have to go through to say, well, if you don't like this country, then leave. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the fact of the matter is that I have every right to this land that you have. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If right. we're being honest about it, there's no right that you're entitled to that I shouldn't also be entitled exactly. to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so one of my rights is being able to say, I don't like what's going on in my country. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or whatever. But like I said, you have to be intellectually brave in order to dive into stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's true. And one thing I want to add on top of that, bro, like, nah, like, we live in, like, a, uh, how can I put it, a very sensitive, like, absolutely sensitive yeah. environment, bro. Just because at the same time, like, bro, like, I can't we, It's unstable. Bro, like, for real, it's just like, I can't say what's on my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can respect your opinion, bro. You can respect mine, but at the same time, I, if I can't respect yours, bro, like, I disagree about what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, you can, we can still, you know what I'm saying? We can still be homies, bro. You exactly. ain't got to be doing all that other yeah, stuff, bro. Exactly. Day, but, like, it ain't about none of that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you in your feelings. It ain't about being in your feelings, bro. It's about you being really being up front. Because at the same time, you got people, like, in their 40s, bro telling you how it is where you got somebody who's 19 18 20 they can get mad but it's like you not facing the real reality of like what's really going on bro you know what i'm saying so it's just yeah you caught up in your feelings you let your feelings intertwine with your logic and don't get me wrong a lot of times emotions do intertwine with logic mm -hmm. regardless of what a lot of people say you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. a lot of intellectual decisions are made on a pure you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. emotion you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to be able to distinguish the difference in that. You know what I'm saying? And acknowledge that there is a difference between sound thought processes and, and breaking down and critically looking at a situation from feeling a way about something. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of a lot of things done nowadays is because we're feeling a way. You know what I'm saying? We feel that this is right. You know what I'm saying? We feel that this is this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just sitting down and putting the two together. I mean, I don't want to go out and say that you got to straight, you know, critically break down every single problem that you face in the world. But you got to be able to accept what it is and then, and then be able to process that. See, that's the hardest thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people out here in the world don't even want to like accept the fact just because like it ain't, you think it's not their reality. Yeah. It's reality, but it ain't their reality. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Exactly. Because they're being selfish. You know what I'm saying? They're thinking inside themselves. You know what I'm saying? And they're only able to see inside themselves because they, they're the ones living in that reality. But one thing I can say about this generation particularly is like, we can actually see it and accept it and that's it and that's the biggest thing bro because you got people who actually like are way older than us like in their 40s 50s 60s stuck in their ways bro can't change their ways at all but at, same, at the same time we can actually look at it and we can change it and work on it and we be and that's, that's like one like small little glitch that can just be taking out our personality and we can focus on something way better than what it is you know what i'm saying and somebody who's like really like in their 50s and 60s bro like that's just imagine like how much better we gonna be later on down the road we fix these small things now within our personal self because like some of, them, some of the things are genetically like implanted at us you know what i'm saying just because of where we came from then like the people who we came around based upon our environment and then from what, from what we see and what we put into our everyday lives so at the same time it's like if we like fix those like inner self things way better than like how people are like they don't you know what I'm saying how people are like in their 80s or well, 70s or you know people who really older than us or whatever so I see how they are it's like bro like we are passing them bro 
Absolutely. And that's one thing I love about the generation. It's like we, we gonna grind, we gonna work on it, and we gonna, you know what I'm saying? All right, what's next? What's next? Most definitely. Most definitely. One of the things that's crazy about this generation is that this is the most tolerant, intolerant group of people that I've ever <laughs> met. Like, that it's I've like ever seen. It's like we tolerant, but we don't have patience. Exactly. And you, and you know what? It's, 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 it's almost like we don't tolerate people not being tolerant. Like like Man. this is this is this is one of the most and this is a good and a bad thing. Like like you know everybody got their pros and cons or whatever. But this year, I can't tell you how many times I've seen or read if you disagree with this block me or, or unfriend oh me and stuff God. like that. You know what I'm exactly. We have to be able to, you know what I'm saying, disagree. And it be about crazy stuff like about the uh y'all y'all remember the debate about whether or not the um wife comes before the mother and vice versa or whatever. Mm. It was oh, so many yeah, people man. like oh if you God. feel like the mother comes first or if you feel like the wife comes first, just block me. And that's like crazy to me because like the only reason that should ever matter is if you the one that's about to marry that person. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And obviously, and obviously you not about to marry them. You know what I'm saying? So you don't really, we don't really have no. You know what I'm saying? I didn't been blocked for not blocking people that disagree mm. with me. That's you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be able to communicate because haters. The, yeah, the, communication. The, yeah. the answers are never completely on one side. It's almost always it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. So I can't say Republicans are evil or Democrats are evil and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Because some situations I feel conservative about, some I feel liberal about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case. But people pick a side and just completely demonize this side. This side is absolutely evil. You know what I'm saying? I'll be looking at some posts and laughing. Like one of them was like, uh, Democrats support death. And that was their take on pro-choice or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And I ain't asking y'all to jump out the window or whatever. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? But, but like, it's just crazy how they manipulate, you know what I'm saying? Based off of, based off of images and feelings or whatever. And, and everybody wants to be completely right. Nobody wants to be a little wrong or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's at least willing to, willing to admit they wrong. Yeah. And, and we're suffering because of it. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I can say on that, bro, and like I said, this, this is just my point of view. It's like, if you know who you are as an individual, if somebody had said something that was off the wall, it just didn't, it's just not clicking, it's like, make you, like, what? Yeah. It don't matter, bro, because at the same time, it's like, no, I'm not gonna like have that, like, disrupt my whole aura, because it's something that you don't, don't believe in. Oh, Period. That's why, like, one of the main reasons why I barely get on Facebook, bro, because people already putting out, like, bad energy or just, like, unrealistic thoughts or just opinions about certain things that's not really relevant. It's just talking, but at the same time, it's like, nah, bro, I really understand where you're coming from. And the thing is, it's like, you don't have to let people be people. Like, you know what I'm saying? People gonna be people. That's it's why hard to realize that, though. Yeah. It really is hard to realize that. I mean, I remember just four or five years ago, I couldn't stand the world. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was an enemy with everybody. And quite simply, it was just due off the fact because I couldn't see no other viewpoints than the one I was given. Once you start thinking outside and start realizing that there is more than just your story in the actual story itself, then you'll start realizing that not everybody's a villain just because they done a bad thing or two, or right. they had something wrong against you, or they said something wrong against you, because you never fully understand where they coming from to have them do that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I could definitely say that's uh, one of the reasons why I love Story Stitches. Quick plug, it's not, I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it. But um, just because, you know, it's brought a group of youth together, and most of them are from Central, but we do have others from other schools and other parts of the city. But it's bringing a group of youth together, not only youth, but, you know, adult mentors. And we come together and it's like, you know, sometimes you could clash with somebody, you don't agree, but it's like, you know, it's it's like a family. It's like, well, I still gotta go back there. Like, I'm still going back to Story right, Stitches, right, whether okay. they not, whether they there or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like in a way it's kind of helped us to get those type of, you know, characteristics and to sharpen those, you know, those things, those communication skills. Uh, those definitely. bonds, really, you yeah. know what I'm saying? When y'all are that networked into each other, don't get me wrong, I'm not a frequent participator of story <laughs> stitches or anything like that, but I can truly say that when a group of people connect on that kind of level, mm -hmm. that's 
Yeah, it's very powerful. You know what I'm saying? One person can do a lot of things. Mm. A group of people can change a nation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, with y'all words, y'all intellect combined together, y'all are gonna be able to see things past y'all vision, past y'all own intellect, your own minds, because everybody's perspective is gonna become one. You know what I'm saying? And that's gonna create a sense of harmony between all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? That that's true strength in my belief. Yeah. Love and harmony. People Absolutely. can talk all the mess they want, but that's strength. That's strength right there. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is, um, I just feel like with story sisters, bro, like I, just, I mean, from the times that I've been, uh, you know, it's it's like a great, dope environment, a great love space. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. So I wanna um, ask one more question before we wrap up, and if you have one too, you know, um, you who may listen to this. You know, whether they're our age, younger or older, you know, what is something that you would really say to somebody who's, you know, an artist trying to, you know, kind of get through this time that we're in now, you know, and just kind of like lost a little bit maybe, or just, you know, need like some encouragement or something. What's something that y'all would say to them? Be honest to yourself, regardless if you lie to anybody else or anything else, because I'm telling you, self-deception is the worst deception of all. You know what I'm saying? When you don't understand who you are, what you are, what you can do, who you are in this world, you know what I'm saying? You're lost already. So just whatever path you may go on, whatever truth you may try to find, you know what I'm saying? Remain true to yourself. Yeah, definitely. Most of, um, I would say, uh, get in the press, man. Get like, like, uh, press on, press forward. You know what I'm saying? Storms don't last forever. If you are lost, if you are stuck or whatnot, let's say if you got writer's block or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? The time that you can't, that, that you can't write, that you can't come up with nothing, that you don't know what to paint or whatever the case, use that time to work out some other part of your craft. You know what I'm saying? Learn a little more about song structure or what paint brushes is the best or whatever, whatever your, whatever your craft is. You know what I'm saying? Your craft has many doors to it. So, so if you can't get through one of them doors, Knock on another one and see what that's about until you got that inspiration to write again. And I'll say what's more important than anything, you got to stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, the problem with that is that in order for you to stay true to yourself, you have to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? You have to know you have to know yourself. And a lot of people don't know themselves. Art is magical. Art is spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Art is a it's a vulnerable thing when you on stage or when you sharing your art with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So be as pure as you can. Be as real as you can. And just press, man. It don't last forever. So. Uh, the storm don't last forever. Oh God, my main thing is really just find your purpose in life. With you being honest with yourself, you being true to who you are, you know what I'm saying? Still, what's my overall purpose on this earth? You know what I'm saying? Cause at the same time, it's like, yeah, I might like music. Yeah, I might like, you know what I'm saying? Dance and all fashion, whatever, but like, what's my purpose in life? You know what I'm saying? Tie that along with what you guys are saying. Yeah, of course you have to be true to who you are. Cause just, at the same time, if you're not being true to who I am, I'm gonna be like a chameleon. I'm gonna try to like be like this. I'm gonna try to be like this. I'm gonna try to be like everything else except for who I am. You know what I'm saying? So being true to that, have a vision board. Basically, what Bernie said, I have a vision board in my house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like putting all the things what you want to accomplish in your life before you get a certain age. Cause you know, we all don't want to hit like a midlife crisis where we get like 40 something and we haven't even done what we're supposed to be doing in our 20s. You know what I'm saying? So like stay on top of that and just be like, just always try to learn something new every day. If it's just reading a book, looking at a documentary, looking at an interview, uh, listening to some new music, just pushing yourself to do something different every day. You know what I'm saying? And once you do that within your personal growth, you're going to look back on just a month later. Just like, Most dang, I did this. Most I did this, Most bro. Like, I, I, I didn't even think like And then like the people around you are going to change. Because once you start to move, differently your people around gonna start to move different you can't exactly. take everybody with you you know what i'm saying it's so like your environment your environment though like change the people around you like you can grow up with people but after a while it's like all right bro like you gotta go because you ain't going you ain't going where i'm trying to go you know what i'm saying so at the same time it's like if you do pray or you do meditate meditate on just trying to focus on those things where you trying to go you know what i'm saying have the right people around you i'm sure. i'm real glad you said that when you especially if you if you if you if you if you're chasing that greatest form of you that you can be you know what i'm saying if you're on that road to your greatest self you're gonna lose friends you know what i'm saying you you're gonna oh, you're gonna naturally. lose friends you're gonna gain people naturally. you know what i'm saying people that you thought would be there forever is gonna split you know what i'm saying or whatever and they might you might not even see them until you already at that point you might you, you might not see them again until you at that point that you was trying to get to you know what i'm saying and by then you would have already learned how to deal with, with with their absence or whatever the case is you know what i'm saying but every everybody everybody not 
not built like that you know what i'm saying every everybody everybody ain't everybody can't go just like you said everybody can't go and and it, it ain't no way around that you're gonna lose people they're gonna call you fake you know what i'm saying he forgot where he came from but you have she to always, all of that exactly you were right you know what i'm saying keep tunnel vision you gotta stay focused on where you're trying to go you know what i'm saying because uh the the the, the people that are changing the world aren't asking for permission Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You can you can't be Man. waiting for somebody to be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta I'm do what you gotta do what's in your heart to do. What you said is good, um, you know, and what y'all said is good about, you know, your friends. Well, the people who you even may think are your friends, you know, they'll start to separate themselves from you once you you know, and sometimes it's not even that, you know, they can't be your friends, it's just that you have your own race. You know what I'm saying? You in your own lane. And sometimes they're not gonna be running as fast as you. Most you know what I'm saying? Most but and like you said, you you can't just you can't decide like I'm not gonna run this race. I'm not gonna run right now so that they can catch right. up. It's like no, you gotta right. keep running. Absolutely. And if they're gonna catch up, eventually they will catch up. You know what I'm saying? So just like for me it's like that, you know, just like being true to yourself. And you know, for me too, it's just like pray. You know, and grind, grind for what you're praying for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't just sit and just be waiting. Absolutely. Faith without works is dead. Exactly. That's why I got tatted on my chest, bro. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, you yeah. gotta work yeah. for it just because yeah. you're praying for it. You know what I'm saying? You still gotta take them steps. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I feel like all of it is just connected into the end, whether you you on your own path, you on your own, you know what I'm saying, race. Like you said, a ripple, you know what I'm saying, makes a wave. So, Whatever you might be doing in the world, even if y'all not connected with each other, you gotta realize is, is that still affecting them. You know what I'm saying? It's still affecting the world. You know what I'm saying? An action you might wait two weeks from now might might change something that happens five years later. You know what I'm saying? And so when whenever you out doing something, whenever you out, you know what I'm saying, trying to change an aspect, remember, it's not just your aspect you change it. You're not just changing your own. You're changing the reality. You're changing the perspective. You know what I'm saying? For multiple people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely want to thank y'all for coming. It's been yeah, it's been it's been real too. nice talking yeah, with y'all. Central no. alum night. Before we even started recording, the, the conversation was already exactly ready exactly. On the level, man. Yeah, and it, and this is this is just a little a little a little peak of what it was like to go to Central. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People nice. can just come together and have nice conversations. You know what I'm saying? And it be love. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Community. Especially absolutely. outside of school, like yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, bro. definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. definitely. So yeah, yeah, I just want to thank y'all for being able to. Come, yeah. you know what i'm saying thank y'all for imparting y'all wisdom you know what i'm saying definitely and all of that good stuff we love to have y'all again if the opportunity presents itself i just want to say one thing stuff. it did not feel like we were sitting here 20 22 21 we didn't feel like that's what this was like yeah. you know what i'm saying like, this didn't even feel like a session this felt like like five minutes or something like yeah, that like, the best time ever yeah so like brandon said i want to thank y'all for coming um and for being a part definitely was great um so yeah folks to who everybody who's out there listening um you just tuned in to a very um uh, deep conversation with four friends um and uh hope you enjoy it hope you got something out of that and that you know you go back and replay it as many times as you need to to get whatever you need to get out of that so yeah thanks again um and we out of here thank you for listening and last but not least we want to give a very special shout out to the stitch cast studio sponsors the City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, and Missouri Foundation for Health. To learn more, visit storystitchers.org. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.